0: Hi and welcome to PodCash, the portable professional development podcast from Cash. My name's Dawn and I'm the editor of Cash Alumni, the fastest growing professional network of current and future care and education practitioners. You can join us for free at cashalumni.org.uk and get access to articles from subject specialists, careers advisors, access to job vacancies and our member benefits scheme.
1: My name is uh, Chanel Hanson from Developing the Inner U. I focus on wellbeing across the board in a number of sectors. The care sector, uh, focusing on the wellbeing uh, for uh, teams and organisations. So we look at different levels. We've got organisational level, um, working with directors and board members. And then we then focus on how do we engage with teams and then from that is looking at uh, the individuals.
0: That's really interesting. Um, one of the things that we found with Cat Alumni and with our membership, um, a lot of who are working within care and early years education where they're providing care but to a different audience, is that practitioners within the care space are rubbish at looking after themselves. My theory is, is that people who care so much about other people and are about other people's well-being sometimes feel guilty for taking time for them and don't necessarily understand the benefits of it. Um, how are you experiencing working with that audience on well-being? There are a number of courses that I've
1: um, designed. It's, it's about being a mindful leader and the benefits that mindfulness has in the workplace and that can be applied across the board. So, you know, what is a mindful leader? Um, being a mindful leader shows your workforce employees that you have an interest in their well-being, And the aim of, um, is about providing a more productive and comfortable working environment. So working with um, directors, HR, is about coming up with a strategy uh, that we can address well-being across the board. So right from onboarding activities, from uh, recruitment. So some people say, you know, why should I worry about mindfulness in my business? Um, studies have shown that offering uh, employees avenues to support their mental health can improve mental well-being. It's resulted in 31% less sick days and creating a supportive mental well-being atmosphere can help boost staff productivity and happiness. And this in turn can improve the staff retention and employee output. So there are some huge benefits around wellbeing. And given this current climate of COVID-19, I think you know people going back returning back to work, um, managers looking at their strategies, I think wellbeing is going to be at the forefront of their mind.
0: I hope so. Um, I think that there has always within care, perhaps- been that tendency to sort of rally through sickness rather than actually taking time to get well before coming back to it, because there is that sense of duty to service users. Um, have, Have you looked at anything about how well-being actually benefits the people that receive care? Um, from people working within the care sector, Um, is there a demonstrable benefit to the service user of staff being looked after better?
1: Yeah sure, Um, you've got um, focus on the nutrition, you know focus on the health and any kind of you know um, making staff aware about any kind of mental health problems that service users might have or, or perhaps themselves. So it is about serving their needs and making sure that um, we meet these specific needs. Um, to finding solutions to deal with um, not just their well-being, but their overall um, being. You know. Is, is the job right for them? Um, is you know are the hours right? Um, can they do the job? Is there stress stress outside? So I know there's a lot of um, employee assistance uh, programs as well that staff can actually speak in confidence um, to someone about perhaps some of their stress stress pains.
0: How do things work at the minute? I mean, do you find that without that sort of support from Training or from different stuff that, that isn't that focused, that people aren't necessarily taking time for wellbeing.
1: Perhaps, um, Health 2019, working with some um, employers, um, some organizations see it as a, as a huge investment, but actually, if you turn it um, around, you know, if you do invest and you do put the strategy together, you know, there are real benefits. So, it could be that you have, um, uh, fruits available and reception for for staff um, or for service users, users. So, you know, mindful eating uh, plays a big part. Um, you know, is there a lunch, cafe, uh, canteen accessible for staff? Do you have, if it's in the care um, setting as a care home perhaps, or as a, a nursery, are there any kind of like meditation sessions or yoga sessions that you could introduce for service users? Um, so there are a number of um, activities that are inexpensive and it's about thinking about what can we do now and actually you know who is skilled in our workforce to, to actually carry out these activities.
0: I love the idea um, that staff and service users could do some sort of yoga or mindfulness together and um, that there could be that focus on Nice pieces of um, ways for people to unwind and to to do some gentle movement and sort of mindfulness stuff in that sort of setting. Um, how easy has that been to implement um, for people? There's definitely um,
1: um, a buy-in from from um, directors that you know we now need to um, address our well-being, especially with COVID nineteen um as we phase back into work um the frontline staff it's about you know how do we um how do we keep it within the two metre um uh, distance um, and still carry out some of these activities. So for example charity that I'm working with they do yoga sessions online for service users um so it's an investment of laptops but actually um um they're able to reach um, a wider audience. So it's about um, promoting wellbeing internally, um, making it become the language of uh, everyday use. Um, you know, if you look at it, uh, one of the activities that we encourage um, staff is awareness of breathing, um, you know, a practice to help clear the mind. Um, so it's, it's about not people not making people feel stressed I mean this current climate is quite stressful so just the you know gentle exercise of breathing walking meditation or you know group exercise um, of can be really good for individuals and in return for the workforce so as part of being um, a mindful leader that we're, we've started to introduce um, some key methods to employees that will give them a number of options as to how to incorporate mindfulness approach. Um, the first one being is a mindful eating, so it's a form of meditation that listens to your body to identify what it needs from a nutrition perspective. Um, so, you know, as care providers, we can look at our menu choices for our service uses, um, making sure that it is a balanced meal. And this, in return, it, it empowers individuals to understand their uh, body's true cravings improve their overall health uh, whilst they're avoiding food that can actually lower motivation. Um, So it's about having the right choices. Another step that we uh, focus on is a body scan meditation. So what we mean by that, it looks at the the focus of the present moment, um, helping individuals to focus on their emotions, um, prevent stress taking over their body. So at this current climate of COVID-19, there is, our attention about you know um, should I go back to work? Um, is there PPE equipment? Um, so people are, staff are going to feel quite stressed in these environment times. Um, so we want to look at um, you know how do we keep within the um, two meters distance while delivering a good service. Awareness of breathing is is really important. As we practice it, uh, you know, breathing, um, it actually make, it kind of builds up people's uh, resilience uh, against stressful situations, um, and it helps people to feel in control. And then we've got walking meditation. So you know, if can we create a rotor where staff can go out and do um, walking meditation? Um, can we do that on a voter basis? Can we do it with service users, bear in mind of the two metre distance? So a number of um, inexpensive um, activities that we can encourage care providers to do.
0: That sounds great. Um, and there are a few things that you mentioned there that were sort of really interesting. Um, there are a couple of authors that work with Cash Alumni called Stephen Wardew and Louis- Louise Mercier. Um And they're both huge proponents um, of diet and exercise um, in terms of overall well-being um, and mindfulness and just really those different components of looking after yourself. So it was really interesting to hear you talk about all of them um, as part of that system of support. In terms of eating and that sort of mindful eating stuff, I thought it was really interesting that you said that part of that was teaching people to listen to their bodies um, and sort of understand what it was that their bodies Wanted. I know a lot of people probably don't understand a huge amount about how that works and how cravings are signals. And um, because there's a lot of sort of clouding of that natural listening to our bodies, and um, done by the by, by we're trying to understand and um, sort of calories and and, and dieting and um, all of the different aims people have got. Are there any sort of bits of that that you can share in terms of listening to the body what does that mean yeah
1: um that's a good question it's around um you know if you do feel tired or you do feel burnt out listening to your body is you know these are um could be like a small trigger perhaps you've forgotten something it might be that you're getting a bit of a migraine you know, just stop and think you know have I drank a glass of water today um have I had any fruits um are you perhaps spending too long at the laptop or um you know have you had a break so listening to your body in terms of saying, you know, I'm really tired today. Um, you know, I think one of the key things that sets you up for a good day is sleep. And we sleep is so essential and I think some people take that for granted. Um, so whilst it sets you up for a good day, um, it makes you more productive. So, you know, um, it's about really getting to know yourself in terms of your workload, you perhaps taking on too much work. So there's a number of key things that um, we can encourage staff to do. And I think it is, for me, essentially that my clients, it's about listening to those triggers and actually taking that time out for yourself um, to make sure you've got a balanced meal um, and
0: there is mindfulness
1: uh, meditation as well. that sounds um,
0: really interesting, especially when you talk about sleep. I know for definite that when I don't get enough sleep, I definitely want more rubbish food the next day because my body just wants that sort of instant energy that you get from sugar. Um, But I should have probably listened to my body 12 hours before that and it was telling me I should have gone to bed instead. The breathing stuff I think is also really interesting. I've actually made a a public commitment this morning um, to start trying the Wim Hof method from Monday um, because I thought that the 1st of June was the perfect time to start a sort of well-being challenge for myself, um, with the 1st of June being a Monday. Um, (laughs) A lot of that is about obviously breathing um, and resilience building through breath and through um, sort of cold exposure and, and sort of building on those those pillars of breathing and nutrition to to, to really support well-being. Um, are there any other wins that you know of for breathing other than sort of that mindfulness bit? Um, what else can, can can breathing support? There is the, the physical activity so you've got
1: exercise um, which is very key. For me, one of the things that I, I delivered at um, NCFE courses, it was around independent living skills, um, it's very popular for the care sector and what I found is um, choosing the modules for the service users, this is particularly in a care home, it was about healthy eating, we chose a model around that. Um, so we encourage service users to pick choices out uh, of the menu and we also looked at developing their selves, again um, developing their strengths, you know, what was it that they like doing, so if it's um, uh, football or if it's tennis, so it's looking at you know what activities can I do or what things haven't I not done for a long time, perhaps it's painting. So it's just building up your interest and really um, taking note of, you know, whilst we're re- we are in COVID-19, returning back to work will be a phased, um, uh, will take place in a phased uh, timeline, but it's actually making sure our well-being is taken care of.
0: A lot of the, the people who are working in care obviously haven't really been off work and um, so they've been working a lot a lot of providers for example in care homes and, and providing domiciliary care that they're, they're, they're still needed Um, so they've been operating fairly as as usual um, in terms of providing the support that they do doing and going to work every day. Do, do you think that It's possible that we need to be more mindful um, of well-being um, than we ever have before, because those who are still working haven't necessarily had time to process what's going on around us at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Some people have mentors as well. Um, Something good maybe to, you know, perhaps a coach, but it's definitely going to be a paradigm shift Uh, for this um, current climate that we're living in. And what I mean by that is we now need to look at um, and examine, which we call a self-assessment. So self-assess, you know, what am I good at um, and how to kind of um, address your well-being and maybe come out of um, uh, habits, of um eating junk food perhaps so it is about um reflecting and digesting what's happening around us and how can we actually develop good habits and uh making sure that our well-being is being looked after
0: yeah i think you're right um and you said something really interesting there as well when you said that um now is sort of a good time to take stock um and to look at the food that we're eating and the way that we're getting activity. I think when this all started, there was a tendency to sort of think of it as a, oh, everything's weird and it's all up in the air and treated as a bit of a holiday. Um, So everyone sort of broke open the wine and the chocolate and it was a little bit of a free for all on the nutrition front um, for at least the first few weeks of everything being um, the way it is sort of internationally. do you think that as lockdown wears on, people are starting to think a little bit more about stuff like nutrition and exercise and to try and start establishing healthier routines?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I agree. I think the first couple of weeks, everyone was okay. Um, and perhaps for me, um, it's COVID has brought home that the basics of life, that okay, we need to cook, you when's know, so the last time we, you know, we took the time out to actually cook a nutritious meal? So uh, whilst it's very busy in the kitchen, literally breakfast, lunch, dinner every day, I think it's made people more aware about. Oh, okay, I didn't really used to do that, and I'll do this a bit different. So, you know, just sharing recipes with friends, families, um, um, I think is something that I've done more of, and actually taking time out and you know, making sure I do have a good night's sleep has been really important. So whilst the COVID-19 has brought about some kind of anxiety for some people, um, I think it's made people think about the basic necess- you know, necessities. So yeah, um, I think I think well-being is going to be really um, important for
0: everybody. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Um, and again, like talking about the way that lockdown affected everyone's choices with with food and with um, alcohol and all of all of the things that people threw caution to the wind about for the first few weeks. What really struck me is that there was a bit of a, a shift change, sort of part way through, where generally um, there was an increased conversation about well-being in terms of the impacts of stress and nutrition and exercise on our immune system and our ability to fight off illness. Um, so the pillars of things like um, breathing and sleep and getting some walking meditation in and um, the different bits of nutritional stuff I think are, are a really helpful platform for wellbeing um, to support people, especially as things start to return to a point where people are interacting with more and more people um, during the course of their day I mean is there anything that people can implement to to help with that, what what would be the if people can only change one thing um, if you're know you stuck in that cycle where you eat rubbish food because you had a bad night's sleep um, and then you can't do exercise because you're so tired and you've just filled yourself up with rubbish and you're stuck in that sort of catch 22 of which bit do you change first? Which bit would you say that people could make the best sort of start with so that they've got the ability to then tackle people's parts of that?
1: They always um, look at things as the heart, mind and body. And I think the first thing that perhaps people can look at is exercise for mental health. Whilst mental health is on the rise and there might be some stigma about, um, about that, it does actually bring about stress, anxiety and possibly depression as well. And it, it might be that there are people that you know, uh, loved ones that struggle uh, with mental health. The benefits of exercise for mental health, to have a conversation about wellbeing, any perhaps um, blocks that you might feel that, you know, I need help with, yeah, happy to have that conversation.
0: And. Whereabouts is that Chanel? Is that on LinkedIn or Twitter or where, where is it that you can be found?
1: Yeah, so it could be found on websites. It's www.developintheinneu.co.uk or it's um, Chanel Hansen on LinkedIn.
0: What I'll do is I'll link those places um, in the description below. So if anybody is listening and wants to find Janelle um, but doesn't want to go and do all of the looking for yourself, you can scroll down and look at the writing underneath the episode um, and you'll find a link to Janelle's LinkedIn profile um, and also a link to the website.
1: Yes, fantastic. Um, At the moment, I'm doing a kind of discovery call um, and that uh, is about 30 minutes long where I just go through a SWOT analysis of um, the SWOT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities and Threats. So it's a, a brief discussion, 30 minutes long about um, well-being um, and using the wheel of well-being to help someone make changes in their life. So happy to um, receive calls and coach people for, for that 30 minutes.
0: and thank you very much Um, and thanks Lords, for your time it's been really really lovely to talk to you um, and really really interesting and thanks to you at home we hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcash don't forget for more great content tailored to everyone in the care and education sectors you can join our membership network cashalumni.org.uk it's free to join and you'll get access to articles from subject specialists careers advice, job vacancies and our member benefits scheme If you'd like to feature on a future episode of Podcash, please get in touch with us through the contact details on the Cash Alumni website. Until next time, take care.